Hey, Josh Felber here. Super excited. I hope you're uh, going to tune in for today's episode because if you've ever thought about how can I be better in my business, how can I transform my business and take it to that next level, everything we do is sales, whether we're communicating with our spouse, whether we're going to pick out furniture or buy a car, we're also selling. So again, tune in today for today's episode with Riley Meek. Uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to give you some ninja level techniques and tips and ideas, as well as talk a little bit about God and why money is important and why you need to have it. So again, check out this episode of Making Bank. And hey guys, if you love this gear, freedom gear, gratitude gear, whatever that may be, some of the softest t-shirts, coolest hats and uh, clothing naming for you, uh, go check out gratitudegear.com. Again, check out gratitudegear.com. Love their uh, merch. Check it out. Thanks. You are listening to Making Bank, where we uncover the mindset and success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business. business. Welcome to Making Bank. I am Josh Felber, where we uncover the mindset and the success strategies of the top 1% so you can amplify your life and your business today. Super honored and excited for today's guest. Riley Meek is the host of the King's Council podcast and founder of King's Council Coaching. King's Council Coaching empowers individuals and families to create a proven framework of success built with the five power pillars of life and deep relationship with God. In the last decade, Riley has helped entrepreneurs scale their businesses, create transformational wealth through his company, Social Dynamic Selling. Through Social Dynamic Selling, Riley has taken eight companies to seven and eight figures within the first year, each generating over $150 million in sales over the past decade. Utilizing his proven methods and strategies for lasting relationships and lifetime customers, Riley has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs gain clarity and create massive acceleration in their business and brands. So I'm excited to welcome Riley Meek to Making Bank today. Hey, Josh. Happy to be here, man. Awesome, man. Excited to have you on the show. And sounds like you're doing amazing things through the power of God and uh, just helping people transform their lives and their businesses. And kind of just tell us a little bit, you know, how you got started as an entrepreneur and give us kind of a quick insight so people know who you are. Sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. I uh, So I grew up in a small community in South Dakota, uh, which yes, that that is a state uh, for those that, that don't recognize that. It's a great place to be from. Uh, there's not a whole lot going on there now. So um, my entrepreneurship journey though started at an early age, the age of 15. And it was more so out of a desire of, of well, really learning what I didn't want to do. And that was have a job, have somebody put a value on my time. I'm not I, work is great. We we're, we're all called to work, right? But what I didn't want is, or what I really didn't appreciate was somebody putting that value or that hourly rate on what my time was, um, even at, at an early age. And so that just started my kind of journey into entrepreneurship. Um, I intentionally had to seek out mentors because uh, there wasn't a lot to to glean from in the the community that I was in. You know, I grew up in a town of about a thousand people. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I, I yeah, that was about right, the size of small. mine. <laughs> so, well, yeah. <laughs> um, where it's like churches right across the street from the bar. You go to church and then you go to the bar afterwards, right? It's just the way of life. But I, I moved up to Minneapolis, uh, which is where I'm, I'm still reside right now. Uh, literally the day I graduated high school, mm. and that's when I, I I started just to really surround myself with with people that had what I wanted. Uh, that's just a concept that I, I, I 
grasped onto was I looked for the fruit in other people's lives and I did whatever I could do to get around them. Uh, if they, if they had, if they bared the fruit, of course, that I wanted, sometimes that was, you know, paying money to be in that room with them. Sometimes it was, you know, I just wanted a, a seat at the table mm. and sometimes I had to serve water at the table, uh, just to get, get in that room. But that's what, what, uh, I did. And ultimately that, uh, uh, just exposed me to a number of different opportunities, sales gigs that uh, allowed me to, you know, make money. That allowed me to invest into certain businesses. That ultimately allowed me to scale our main company, Social Dynamic Selling, as you mentioned, uh, which is really a concept of of selling one to many versus just one on one, which has afforded me the ability to do what I what I truly love to do now, which is our King's Council, as you mentioned. That's our coaching company. Uh, for entrepreneurs. So we're, we're a community of, of, you know, you mentioned God, we're a community of kingdom minded entrepreneurs that believe that we're here to create wealth and, and we're to do it for purpose and, and reason above and beyond just the fancy jets and, and, you know, the things that people uh, think they're striving for. Because one thing I, I learned, Josh, is like money only makes us more of who, who we already are. True. Right. And when I started to make a lot of it, I realized that I was not that great of a dude. And, and through that, thankfully, God never took his hand off me and allowed me to learn and grow in certain areas, uh, which, you know, my, my goal with King's Council now is to really teach that to others um, and how to still acquire wealth. Absolutely. I think that's a need and a, a necessity, uh, but it's more of what we do with it and our heart's disposition to it, which is the, the most important part. And that's really what the King's Council is all about. That's really fantastic. What... um. I mean, even in the Bible too, it talks about money and wealth a lot in a lot of different areas. It's not like God's against money or, you know, you can't have it or anything like that. I mean, he encourages and, right. um, you know, uh, talks about why you need to have it throughout the book. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's God that gives us the ability cr- to create wealth. It's Deuteronomy 8. And uh, the, the problem that most Christians, I just believe the Christian community, and this isn't a, a shot at them at all because I am a Christian, but most of them are are broke, broken and defeated. Mm-hmm. And they think that somehow that is more virtuous than than um, being able to walk into into the God-given authority that he's given us, right? And it, it's not more virtuous to be broke uh, and it's not, you're not wicked to have wealth, right? It, it's like, it, it's our heart's disposition to it. At the end of the day, a lot of, a lot of believers will say, well, you know, isn't money the root of all evil? It's like, no, it's not. Money's simply a, a freaking tool, right? It's, it's a piece right. of paper, number one, but also it's, it's the love of, it's the verb in that sentence that, that really is what gets people. And, uh, and I think just in that Christian community, it's like, if, if I can love God first and, and make money serve me, that that's how we can actually operate in authority as, as kingdom entrepreneurs and believers. And um, again, man, that's what we coach on within the King's Council. That's awesome. And with that too, I mean, I know one of the biggest things is even, you know, is like you can't go out and help and empower others or help others, you know, if you don't have the wealth to be able to go do that. And it yeah. doesn't do any good to put yourself in poverty and in debt to be able to you know try to do that when you're better off generating making wealth and then you know going back and helping as many people as you can. Absolutely, man. And really, what 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 really brought this to light for me was the parable of the Good Samaritan. Whether you're a Christian or not, most people have heard this this parable before. And it's if you actually you know spend time and read it and study it the way that I did, I realized that it's incredibly expensive to be the good Samaritan. 
if if you think about it, because it, it, if if you actually read it, it was uh, uh, the Samaritan was walking on the side of the street, and a guy got you know basically freaking mugged, and and he's beat up, and he's he's wounded, and he needs help, and actually. It, the scripture actually says the priest passed on the other side of the street because he didn't want to help him. The, the priest yeah. did this, right? And then the Levite did it. And then the Samaritan comes along, which in my probably sick entrepreneur mind, I'm thinking this guy's on business, <laughs> right? Like he's rolling through, he's got things to do. And then he sees this guy and he's like, oh snap, I gotta, I gotta help him. And he bandages him up. He takes him to the inn. He actually pays for him to sleep in the inn. And then he says, listen, I gotta go on. And, and again, in my mind, I'm like, I gotta go on and, and conduct business. Uh, but when I come back, if there's even if there's debt due, I'll take care of that. Then just take care of this guy. And then it's not two sentences later. Uh, Jesus actually says, "Which one showed mercy?" Mm. And it's it was the Samaritan. And and then he says, "Go and do likewise." And I was like, "Oh man, if I'm called to be the Christian that Jesus has called us to be, it takes an incredible amount of money to be able to do that." And that's where where my heart has has been when when that I had that revelation. It's like. We got to, we got to do this for sure. We, we have to do this if, 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 if we're going to be operating within our God given calling. No, and that, I mean, that, that passage is so powerful. What were some of the things I know, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we work with mentors and, you know, you got to work with a lot of different people. Uh, it sounds like, you know, as you were learning and trying to figure out what direction you wanted to go and teaching, you know, learning as an entrepreneur, what were kind of your biggest three takeaways from that that's helped you now and then also is you know put kind of solidified your entrepreneurship path for you yeah man early on i didn't know what i wanted to do and so i knew i wanted to make money and you know that rightly so right it's like <laughs> <laughs> we all have that that desire and and it's like yeah. it's hey i want to make money i want the big house i want uh, i i want to live the life right and most of us really what we're going for is freedom right? It's not even money itself. It's what money can afford us to do. And, and most of us want that freedom. And I thought it was sitting on the beach, sipping my ties, like, like that's the life, right? Um, but as I started to- the laptop lifestyle, right? <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which by the way, I don't, I don't really believe there's a, a true, true, true passive type of income uh, out there. I think there's always going to take some sort of work and some sort of effort in order to- actually see things through or at least have the right people in place to, to make that happen. Right. Sure. Um, so I think that was the, one of the biggest things was I, I mentioned earlier, it was like, get around the people that have what you want. Right. And, and do what, yeah. whatever it takes to get in the room. If it's, if you got to pay money, if you got to serve your way in, just get, get around them. And, and that's going to help to open up the, the, just your thinking. Cause the small community that I grew up in, I'm sure you did too, Josh, like people just, it's, the the idea that you can go do something for yourself was just not really ever I didn't even know. I just thought I had to go to school, get a job, and you know, pay off my student loan debt, work for 40, 50 years, and then die. Like I don't see that anywhere. I mean, everything that I've that I've based my life on um, you know, now that I've I've had this understanding, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. And it's like yeah. there's no such thing as retirement. It's like you work. We were called to work. And and so like getting around people that that have that same mentality was was a big thing for me. But then at the, as an entrepreneur, I've I, I mean I've kind of bought into this philosophy of keep your head on a swivel and, and look for opportunity, right? And most people will tell you, well, if you you know if you just do what you really love, follow your passion, you'll never work a day in your life. I think that's complete BS. Um, first off, if if now you're you're working at your passion to make money. It's becoming like something you have to do. It's not something that you want to do and you get to enjoy doing, 
right? So my philosophy is, is really sure. work, look for opportunities and no matter what the opportunity is, bring your passion with you because there's mm. opportunities are, you know, I think I've, who'd I hear say this? Jesse Itzer. It's like, it's like a bus, you know, there's always one, there's always another one. There's always another one. There's always another one. Most, most of us they'll never get on the freaking bus and we're broken, broken, right. defeated, sitting on the bus stop waiting for God to give us a sign that, Oh, if I just knew when the next opportunity was, well, open up your freaking eyes. They're, they're right before you, but it takes action for you to, to actually get on the bus and get into a, a, a flow or a rhythm, but don't leave your passion at home. The only way that you're going to be, you have to bring your passion with you. And that's going to be the fuel that, that, that fuels that actual opportunity to, to come to fruition. Hmm. No, that's really good. So with that, and obviously you're looking at different opportunities things, you know, you kind of have that whole thing. It's like, Oh, shiny object syndrome, like where oh, people yeah. are like, Oh, well, I'm going to go do this now. Oh, wait, there's another one. And then they never complete or finish or get fully engaged in that one thing that might've taken them where they wanted to go because yeah. they're always being distracted by that. How do you filter that out? And, you know, be able to screen that. Yeah. But man, I've got shiny object syndrome like no other. So, because I'm always Everybody looking for does. opportunities, right? As an entrepreneur, it's right? like, oh, man, but this, then this, and this. And it's at the end of the day, um, I've really understood as an entrepreneur, you can have the greatest product in the world, the greatest service in the world. But if nobody knows about it, you're not helping a soul, especially mm. yourself in your pocketbook, right? So if you build it, they do not freaking come. I don't care what the movie has ever told you. Uh, and and so I've just really lived on the philosophy that he who controls the customer controls everything. And so if you can develop whatever your product or your service is, you're still in sales, okay? Most people, unless you're like an inventor uh, or something along those lines, like you're in sales, okay? And so if you can hone in and... and and get really good at communicating effectively, you can do anything. And and because I mean I'm I'm in sales every day. And the fact that I'm selling my wife not to leave me, sure. right? Like, don't leave me, babe. I'm, I'm selling her every single day. Uh, <laughs> and so if it, and what I what I really mean by that is if if we can generate a consistent flow of leads, a consistent flow of sales into your business, whatever the business is, you you can systematize that. And that will, will allow you to be able to do the things that you really and truly enjoy to do, your actual passion, right? Follow opportunities, bring your passion with you because that's going to fuel that opportunity that's going to afford you the time to go do what you actually enjoy doing, what that true passion actually is. For sure. No, that, that's fantastic. You mentioned like, you know, selling everything is actually kind of funny. We were over the weekend, we were at like our house and just kind of shopping for some stuff. And our boys were with us or all of our kids are with us, but our boys are like, they're actually working on selling the lady to give us more of a discount off their already discounted stuff for the, the sale and everything. And it's cool. Cause I mean, they, they watch and listen to me and learn and, uh, they do some online sales training as part of their like homeschool curriculum and everything. And when we were at um, the Bulletproof show last year, Dave Asprey's uh, Bulletproof show in Florida, um, we had a booth there and we were selling our teeth whitening systems and all of our other dental products and everything. And, you know, and I, they asked if they would get paid. And I said, yeah, sure, well, you know, we'll pay a commission on whatever you sell. And, you know, our one son sold like 10K for the weekend and awesome. like $200 teeth whitener systems. And our other it. one was like 7,500 and our daughter was around 5,000 and stuff. And so, you know, whatever you're doing, I think sales is, you know, extremely important because like you said, whether you realize it or not, at some degree, you're always selling at a certain point. Um, I know we only got a few minutes left, but maybe if you could kind of talk about like the top three things in selling because how and how what you guys do is a little different than yeah. what other companies are doing because you've been able to take 
certain companies, you know, from that six to eight figures or seven to eight figures, yep. you know, by implementing your social dynamic selling system. And so just kind of curious on what maybe those top three key things are. Yeah, absolutely, man. First off, so social dynamic is is more so selling to groups of people. A lot of what I had done prior to that was one-on-one. And so it was a totally different Mm. dynamic. Hence, I even named the company Social Dynamic for that reason. Because uh, when I'm speaking to a group of people and I'm I'm looking to engage each one of them emotionally and take them on that journey with me, I need to speak the language that they they receive, right? And all of us uh, receive information differently, whether it's visually, auditorily, like we, we hear or kinesthetic people like want to touch and feel thing. They like demos. And so it's important to, in a group of people to be able to hit each one of those throughout your presentation. Mm. And, you know, we can do this actually it's one-on-one. You can do this by picking up the words that people are actually using. And so you got to be intentional with this, right? So if, if I'm sitting down with right. somebody one-on-one and I'm starting to listen to the words that they're saying, I can pick up the type of learner that they are. For example, if somebody says, well, I, I just don't see what you're saying here, right? See is a, is a, is a visual type of word. So I can use that type of language back to them or I'm just not feeling it or I don't, I don't, it does, doesn't make sense to me, right? Let's a kinesthetic person. They like to touch and hold and feel things. And the challenge is to a group of people, how do you do that? Because each person, you got to believe there's somebody in the room right. that speaks a different language. And so it's important to sprinkle those in throughout your entire presentation. So at some point, that individual feels like I connected with them and, and I speak their language. And for some reason, they just like me and they 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 want to do business with me. Um, and then when I get one-on-one, then I can actually go you know deeper down that path and, and building that rapport and taking them down the, the sales process. But the last thing on sales, man, people don't buy what they need. They buy what they want. Right. So is in mm-hmm. and when I say follow opportunities, the opportunity isn't necessarily what people need, right? But it, it ideally that's great, right? Like I would I would argue that everybody needs Jesus, okay? But not <laughs> right. everybody wants him. <laughs> right? That's right. So and, and this is where I think the, the Christian community has got it completely wrong. They're they're sitting there saying, like, woe is me. And you know, I, I drive by any church and you look in the parking lot and there's like three freaking broken down station wagons, rust buckets. And it's like, why, why would I want any of that? And I, I think that we should be the most, we should be, right? If we're actually walking in the authority that we've been given, we should be the most attractive people on the planet, right? Or at least it, not in a sense of, of what I have, but, but who I have in my heart. Like, it, like that's the, the idea or the understanding of, of people don't want that. If you're broke, broken and defeated, what do you, why is that attractive to anybody, uh, and, you know, it, for instance, the, the sales companies that I've started, you mentioned we've taken eight of them. Every single one has hit seven. A couple of them we took to eight figures all within 10 months of starting each one of those. That's how we've done over nine figures the last decade. And, dude, the first product that I sold was insulation. I, don't, I, I do not give a rip about insulation. Still to this day, I don't even know right. what the R stands for in our value. And don't tell me, don't tell me, Josh, because I don't want to ruin the story, but <laughs> I, re, I refuse to know it. And because here's the thing, it doesn't matter, right? I know, I knew that everybody needs right. insulation in their home, but why would they want it? And so I had to get to the benefits of the benefits of the benefits and take them on that emotional journey of really understanding what it's going to feel like when they have that warmer home in the winter, cooler home in the summer, uh, and take them down just the reasoning of of why it makes sense for them to make the wise decision of purchasing 
our product today. So I, I could go on and on about this, man, but I know you only wanted a couple points. So <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. I hope you guys are listening. Make sure you guys rewind, listen, watch this again, and really take those notes. Listen to what Riley's saying. We've got a lot of amazing insights and details in here that you guys can start taking and applying to your lives personally, as well as your business. And he dropped some really cool tips on uh, just some basic knowledge on sales that you can easily apply in any kind of conversation that you're having, as well as if you're trying to work with your team and everything. So again, take those notes, listen, and then take action on it. And Riley, where should people go check you out, find some more information, connect with you at? Yeah, well, um, considering they're listening to a podcast, I've got a podcast. Uh, the King's Council podcast would be the best uh, best place to find me. A lot of the episodes are, are one-on-one, just teachings, just kind of what we talk through, whether it's sales, marketing, business, entrepreneurship, with Kingdom Influence. Best, best place to find me, the King's Council podcast. Awesome. And we got a link down below, guys. So make sure you guys check his podcast out and uh, take a listen. So super excited. Riley, thanks again for coming on Making Bank today. Really appreciate it and honored to have you on the show. Thanks, Josh. I am Josh Felber. You are watching Making Bank. Get out and be extraordinary. Thank you for listening to Making Bank. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and sharing is caring. Follow Josh Felber on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram for more. You can also listen to Making Bank on Amazon Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and watch on Apple TV, Success Thinkers Network, Amazon Fire, and YouTube.